I had a plan for what pregnancy was going to look like. And the universe was like, haha. Like, just kidding. I would say that to anybody looking to learn about marketing, um, just make sure that you're doing it in an authentic way because the people will detect when you're not being authentic. I don't need this house of Jude to, to allow me to be a stay-at-home mom. Was already- I was already a stay-at-home mom. I was not about to sacrifice that. If I'm out there hustling and you're getting rich off of my hard work, that's painful. Yeah. <laughs> right? Can you do it? Absolutely. It is very, very hard. It is very hard. You good? You ready? Ready. Deep breath. <sighs> you are now listening to the Oliver Manley Show. On March 2nd and March 3rd, I am teaching the next Reinvention Roadmap. This is a weekend workshop where you will get to know yourself and grow yourself at a very deep, deep level and gain the tools to make an even greater impact on the world. Over the two days, you will learn the 10 steps to create breakthroughs in your life. You will gain clarity, direction, and confidence to move forward on your path. Past attendees have reported breakthroughs in being able to confront and face challenges in their life more effectively when in the past they'd constantly avoid them. Launching a passion project with a new level of vigor and renewed energy when in the past it would have led to burnout and overwhelm and overworking. As well as courageously going down to part-time in their 9-to-5 job to focus more time and energy on their side hustle. And falling in love and being in a long-term relationship when in the past they would push their partners away and so much more. If this resonates with you in any way, I highly suggest you grab yourself a seat at www.reinventionroadmap.ca. Again, the dates are March 2nd and March 3rd and use the code word possibility to save yourself 10% off. That's reinventionroadmap.ca, code word possibility happening March 2nd, March 3rd, Reinvention Roadmap. Hey there, my name is Oliver Manalise, and you are listening to The Oliver Manalise Show. Grateful to have you join us as we dive deep into very raw and real conversations with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and high performers about their journeys in overcoming adversity. Being an entrepreneur can mean constantly reinventing and pivoting, trying out multiple different businesses and trying out different products or services to try to sell. And it can be really difficult to remain persistent and gather the will to keep going and going and going until you find your thing. And if you're an entrepreneur who's a parent, for me at least, it brings up questions like, how do you balance work and family? How do you stay present? What's the reality of burnout, the impact on self-care and time, and how does it affect your relationship with your partner? As well, one of the biggest problems entrepreneurs face right now is living in alignment with their values and building their life and businesses around those values. So these are just a few of the reasons of why I wanted to invite my friend Christina Miranda Maimonis onto the show. She's the voice that you heard at the beginning of the episode. If you don't know Christina, she is the CEO and founder of House of Jude, a company that was literally born out of a love for Turkish towels. 
she was trying to find a cozy hooded Turkish towel for her baby son, Jude. And they were literally nowhere to be found. And so like so many empowered entrepreneurs, she, she created the company to scratch her own itch. And Christina was actually kind enough to send me home with one of her towels. And Jenna and I have been, have been loving using it. And it really is like super soft, super light, really absorbent. I, I can't, can't say enough about how beautiful and how lovely these towels are. And, um, I've known Christina actually for many years. We did our yoga teacher training together back in the day, which you'll hear about during the interview. And I've seen her evolve and reinvent herself over and over as a mom, as an entrepreneur, as a woman. And the one thing that I know that has been consistent from my experience of her is that she truly lives by her values. And it really shows in how she lives her life and how she's building her business and I really, really admire that in her. One of my favorite lines on her website, which demonstrates this, and by the way, her website is houseofjude.ca. Now, that line is, our towels are ethically made by hand in Istanbul, Turkey. And as a tree-hugging, granola-crunching family, there was no doubt that they were to be made with ultra-soft and environmentally friendly bamboo. I really feel this statement uh, expresses who she is and who, what her family is all about and what she's trying to express uh, and create with her products, with her brand, with her company. So make sure to go stop by her website, houseofjude.ca and follow her page on Instagram at houseofjude. Make sure to DM her or tag her with a screenshot of the podcast episode. Let her know that you're listening, what, what gold nuggets that you're getting from the conversation. Make sure that she knows that you're listening. And uh, on her on her pages, you'll see all the new collections that she's releasing. She's sharing a lot more of her journey. And you see her in the photos showcasing her awesome towels with her two inspirations, her sons, Jude and Ari. So I'm really excited to share with you this conversation. We talk about so many incredibly deep and meaningful things. At least I know it is to me. And um, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. It is with pleasure I present to you my conversation with Christina Maimonis. I am here with the founder and CEO of House of Jude, Christina Maimonis. And it's an incredible honor to have you on, Christina. We've known each other for many, many years. And uh, we actually did our yoga teacher training together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was quite a, a journey. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I think you have like a really, really interesting story and um, there's so much for us to kind of cover, but like, how's everything going, going for you? You gave me a little tour of the warehouse downstairs and you're telling me that this is literally just half of the inventory that's just, that's about to come, I guess maybe there's a Christmas rush or something. Yeah, we have, first of all, the best shoppers and the best supporters. We couldn't be more lucky. And we have a ton of pre-orders. We have, um, I guess I should start by telling your listeners what our company is. We are House of Jude. We sell Turkish towels, um, not just any Turkish towels. They are blended with bamboo, which is pretty unique to us. And we have them made into hooded baby towels, kids ponchos, and some beautiful styles for home. So um, amazing gift item. Uh, we're recording this right before Christmas. Not sure when it's going to go live. Um, 
Um, and yeah, so we've got our warehouse downstairs. It is full of towels and we have about half of what's coming, like you mentioned. Uh, we have a small manufacturer in Turkey. They're amazing. They're run by a family and they had unfortunately a bit of a tragedy strike, uh, their family where, um, the dad, who's the founder of the facility, fell ill. So there have been some delays. I haven't shared that with my um, community yet, but that's why if you've pre-ordered and you haven't gotten them yet, it's due to a very sad situation happening over with our manufacturer in Turkey. Wow. And, mm-hmm. I, and if you haven't had a chance to touch, like that's really for me, I'm very tactile, mm-hmm. and just touching the towels... For me, I'm just like, oh, this is just beautiful. It's quality. It feels so. It feels so good. And I think that's one of the most important aspects with like with your product. Thank you. Yes, uh, that's a bit of a story as well. So um, when we set out to make samples, we um, it was really important that it was the best Turkish towel on the market, not just any one that you could find, and blending bamboo into the amazing quality Turkish cotton was one of the ways that we were able to get that softness. With our original collection, there was an added softness, which was done with a pre-softening washing process that happened in Turkey with our manufacturer. And as we have grown as a business and we've been able to dive a little deeper into the manufacturing process, we realized that that pre-softening... first of all, used a ton of water and we are an extremely environmentally conscious brand and didn't love that. Secondly, um, it interrupted the quality of the fiber a little bit. So now at first touch, even though it is incredibly soft, our towels are less soft than they used to be when you receive it in the mail or buy it at a shop. However, with use and wear, they get even softer and have an even better integrity and quality. And that's really what we stand for is quality and integrity. I think the sentence <clears throat> that stood out to me when you, when I read it on your website is, we are a tree-hugging, yeah. <laughs> granola-crunching, eco-warrior family. That's true. Like, that really that really just punches you in the gut, and you're just like, that is awesome. It's like You true. really own it. Thank you. I mean, yeah, it, it is who I am. We are a chemical-free house. We um, buy and shop organic where it's available, where we can afford it support local, support small. And we feel like um, that really shows in the quality of the product that the customer receives. Even if the customer themselves doesn't really identify uh, that way, um, the quality shows through the product and the use and the experience, I hope. Mm-hmm. And, and things have been really blowing up for you. I mean, like it's, it seems like there's so mm-hmm. much attention. There, You have a ton of followers happening on Instagram. Your brand is really growing how does it feel like is is it landing for you uh it's surreal i still do a bit of a happy dance every time someone adds us uh, follows us on instagram or um likes our facebook page or joins our vip facebook group every time an order comes in my husband and i are like order and even the the uh, app on our phone that uh, when an order rings in even jude identifies the sound and he goes mommy order like it's just equally as exciting it never stops um it is weird like sometimes john and i'll be packing orders john's my husband and like we'll see the pile of boxes to go out and we look at each other we're like how did this happen like truly it started as uh, uh the desire to create as the desire to connect and 
now that we're starting to feel the sense that, yeah, we have created, yeah, we have connected. We, it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre to see it coming together and amazing. And I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude that we get to do that. Congratulations. Thanks. That is so huge. I, I, I want us to go into like the, the nitty gritty details about how House of Jude came to be. Um, but I want to just kind of share a little bit of context for people who are who are tuning in about part of the reason why I'm so interested in having you come on. Like, first of all, when we did when we first met during our yoga teacher training together, um, I just really liked you. I loved your energy. And I just remember you have you drinking out of your little mason jars, your, your hot teas. <laughs> and um, like we, we, I feel like we grew together during yes. that experience. And also over the years, I've seen you uh, dive into so many different ideas, so many different ventures. And I'm like, damn, like you're a go-getter. And I hope we can, we can touch on some of those projects that, you, that you've created over the years that have led to you finally getting to this place. But um, so yeah, there's the aspect of, when we're entrepreneurs, we kind of have so many different projects going on and we kind of feel sad when we have to let one go or one of them didn't work out. There's also the idea of, hey, I'm a mom. Hey, I'm a parent. Hey, I'm a woman and I want to start my own business. I want to be an entrepreneur. And there's so many challenges and so many excuses that you can have when it comes to that. And then on top of that, it's like managing right, family and life and business and you know, if people don't don't know the the warehouse is the house, yeah. <laughs> and so, like the boundaries, you know, like the boundaries between work and life, especially when your office is in your head, like you could always be working, or your office is in your pocket, you could always be working. So there's there's all these aspects that I'm that I'm really really interested in, um, but I would love for you to, you know, whatever you feel comfortable in sharing. What would you say are some of the the things that have the defining moments that have led up to where you are? Because you have a very diverse range of interests and experiences. And um, yeah, take it away. Thank you. Um, one of the most pivotal, pivotal defining moments, uh, one of the most pivotal defining moments for me um, was less of a moment, more of an experience, uh, my yoga teacher training, which is, it's so interesting. I'm not just saying that because that's where you and I connected truly. Um, I dove into my YTT because I had severe anxiety, panic attacks, uh, experienced that through university, wanted to get on top of that. Um, also really wanted to make some personal changes. Uh, I don't know that I had the, I mean, when I was in high school, when I was in university, um, in my friendships and my relationships and relationships with my, with my family, there was a lot of growth that needed to happen. And a lot of growth did happen for me during our teacher training. As you know, it's more than learning just how to guide a class through a series of poses. It's a, it, more than that, like primarily YTT for me was about personal development, really embodying um, what it is that you're trying to teach. And that is, I bring that into my business every single day because that ties into how I choose to be a parent. I don't just give the lesson, I try to live the lesson. So as I'm teaching my children to hopefully be kind, and accepting uh, and to celebrate differences, 
I bring that into um, my social media content, I hope, uh, into my interactions with my customers. I hope when we get an email from a customer or a DM from a customer saying, hey, uh, you know, wasn't particularly excited about this or do you know why um, I've ordered this, you know, a couple weeks ago and it's still not in. I just want to bring love and acceptance and um, patience and all of that to every conversation I have with every customer and embody those lessons that I'm trying to teach my kids. And that came from YTT, truly. Um, Being able to own and, and step into what it is that I'm trying to teach in the world, I really have to be that. Uh, so that's what I bring to the business. Another pivotal, another, why am I having so much trouble pivotal? <laughs> it's, it's super, it's I super guess. early. But before you get into the, sure. to the next piece, um, I don't, I didn't know you before the yoga teacher mm-hmm. training, but I do know who you've become afterwards. What do you, what did you feel like you got from the teacher training? Like it's, it was personal development. You said you had some anxiety issues and things like that. Yeah. Um, it is. It's two hundred hours. And we spent, <laughs> is that all? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm, and I feel like, for me at least, when I when we got to the end of it, I'm like, wow, I don't know anything. Like that's what I realized. Yes. I felt like yes. we kind of didn't do anything almost. Well. Like, we did a lot. <laughs> we did a lot. But it was almost just like, wow, that's really the tip of the iceberg. That's right. It's like, wow, I'm really a student. Most what, yeah. most of the learning for me, and specifically teaching yoga and uh, all of it came from self-learning throughout that process and after. Um, But it it was less like a personal or a personality trait that I worked on and more about the ability to reflect, to look in, to see what's not working here. I can own that. I don't have to be ashamed of that. Is there anything you're you're willing to to open up about? Something that you overcame or broke through? Sure. Stubbornness. Um, I have always been like, this is the way, this is the way it's going to be. If I believe it to be true, you must also believe it to be true. I don't feel that way anymore. Um, But I used to be that way. Um, Another idea touches on another pivotal moment that I've had, so I'll save that, but... Um, yeah, anxiety, uh, being able to psychologically get on top of what's happening physiologically, slow down my breath, um, mm-hmm. control what's happening in my body, or at least observe what's happening in my body. Yeah, I would say definitely being stubborn and definitely my anxiety are two of the main mountains that i climbed in my teacher training awesome so you got a a little bit of a handle on it from the from that experience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah another pivotal moment i said pivotal uh (laughs) another pivotal moment that um of course like it would be silly if i didn't mention i became a mom i became pregnant with jude one of the they're so beautiful thank you like literally i came (laughs) in through the door and they're like curious and smiling and wondering like they're looking at all the equipment they're like what is what's (laughs) happening and i'm just like you guys are sweethearts they really are they really are the best they just they just are um they don't sleep but they're the best um i another uh, thing that i struggled with was um control anybody who knows me christina just let it go christina just let it go it doesn't need to be 
perfect. It doesn't need to be done by you. Uh, so when I became pregnant with Jude, I was so sick. I, it's funny. So I took the positive pregnancy test and I had a plan. I am going to do my daily yoga practice, my daily meditation practice, eat organic whole foods. I was a vegetarian at the time. I'm going to be completely vegan. Um, I'm going to take all of my supplements. Here's my list. Here's my neat and tidy pill box. This is exactly how my pregnancy is going to be. Yep. Mapped out home birth. Uh, just it's, everything's going to be perfect. Then I got slapped in the face with nausea beyond and I was sick every single minute of that entire pregnancy there was not one minute that I did not feel ill and I was like come on universe what are you trying to teach me like what's happening here like why why the nausea why the vomiting why and didn't know and then I was so tired of being pregnant by the end. And a couple of weeks before my due date, I was trying to meditate this baby out. Like I was bouncing on the ball. Yeah, I was willing labor. I needed (laughs) this pregnancy to be over. Of course, I was was excited to meet Jude. I mean, I wanted to be a mom so bad. But there was a moment where I sat down to do my um, guided meditation and I set the intention for this meditation to bring on labor. And <laughs> and I sat down and closed my eyes and John was upstairs sleeping and I came to acceptance in this meditation that, you know what? I'm not in control. That is what this pregnancy is teaching me. I had a plan for what pregnancy was going to look like. And the universe was like, like, just kidding. (laughs) Get on the couch. And I did not exercise. I did not do yoga. I did not eat vegetables. I ate Ritz crackers and peanut butter on Wonder Bread and did not take one supplement. I was sick the entire time. And then, so I, in that, in that, in that moment, in that meditation, I, I surrendered to Jude and I said, you know what? I actually can wait. Like it's on you. And I took a shower after and it wasn't like forced. It wasn't like, don't worry, I surrender. Okay. So now you can come. It was like, no, no, I actually surrender. And really let go. I really let go. And I touched my belly in the shower and I said out loud, I'll wait for you. Like, it's fine. Take your time. And, and I meant it. I didn't just say it. I meant it. And then I stepped out of the shower and my water broke (laughs) literally on the floor naked after the shower, after I just told you, like, don't worry, kid, I'm along for your ride. And that was it. Labor started. He was born the next day. What a powerful lesson. Yeah. and it he was has like a nine month lesson. <laughs> no, it has been a three and a half year plus nine oh, month lesson. Got it. Got he it. is that kid that teaches me every single day you are not in control, and I love every second of it. And then Ari, um, 
is the happiest human being anybody has ever met. He yeah. smiles even when he's sick, even when he's miserable. <laughs> he radiates. And he's teaching me, Chris, Christina or mom, don't take life so seriously. Just like Jude's saying, let go of control. And Ari's saying, mom, enjoy the ride. I'm so lucky. Yeah, honestly. They're like your teachers. They are more my teachers than I am theirs. 100%. so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then when Ari was born, I, I was really the pilot for the business um, from start to finish. John did my bookkeeping. Uh, he's amazing with numbers, amazing with spreadsheets. And I, you know, feel a little bit sick just thinking about having to do that. <laughs> so thanks, John. And that's all he did. I packed the orders. I put labels on the towels. I did everything. When Ari was born, our business was really just getting legs um, or getting more legs, I should say. And I had a Jude at two and a half and I had an Ari at infant who cried 100% of the time. That's like the ideal time to start a business. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) It all added up. Everything aligned. I didn't start the business at this time. I started the business um, after Jude, but Mm -hmm. after Ari, it was really growing. And so God bless John took it all on. And I stayed on my social media. I stayed on um, my phone where I could. And I did still manage the website and stuff. But John, like, shouldered the rest of it. And that was pivotal for the business because now him and I are became a, team. became a team. It was fantastic for our marriage, too, because we were able to delegate. We were able to, I have my job that I do very well. You have your job that you do very well. We were able to respect each other mm. um, in that capacity, which translated to our friendship and translated to our romantic relationship. And it's been great. So um, obviously, YTT, becoming a mom, and then having Ari in the business took another turn um, with John being, you know, more of a partner. Yeah. So it sounds like you kind of both landed in your roles in the business together during that time when he kind of took 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 power took his own power with the with the numbers side of things, and you're like, oh wow, you can do that. (laughs) All right, let me do this thing. Yeah. That's awesome. yeah, he always did the numbers, but he really, he took over the warehouse and Got it. yeah, and just is kicking butt at it. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Can you, can you share for some of us kind of like some context of what happened before, like more on the business side of things, like what projects you had on the go before all of this? Cause we were, when we were messaging, you're just like, I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> Cause I'm like, you had... You had this, you had this, you had this. Like you had so many different things that you've started. And I mean, I can relate to that. I know my fiance Janet can relate to that. Just having our hands in so many different projects. Like I have so many interests and it's almost like, you know, you always hear focus, focus just on one thing. And it's tough to like let something go and then move on to the next thing. Can you tell us about the different ideas that you had leading up to this because you are a serial entrepreneur and what the process was in kind of deciding, okay, this needs to be on pause or this isn't working. Mm -hmm. I um, went to school at U of T, um, studied psychology and communications and graduated and got a job working with uh, children with special needs in the school board and loved it. And that was great. Um, I don't want to say but, but 
But uh, I wanted more than just showing up at work, doing my job and going home. I wanted to have my hands dirty. I wanted to create. I wanted to um, be in charge. I mentioned the control. Control. Um, It just, it's the way I felt. So I dabbled in a number of different things. I uh, left the school board when I started my teacher training uh, for yoga um, I wanted to be a yoga teacher. I am a yoga teacher. I love teaching yoga. Um, I created a business teaching yoga to children in schools. So that kind of married my passion for teaching yoga with, um, I'm laughing because now I'm remembering that you actually I taught, taught for me. For <laughs> I taught I, for the first time ever. I taught little six, seven, eight year olds yeah. and I learned how uncool I really am. No, but they I, loved but, you. No, but also just like, they just how quick they can get bored and you can yeah. lose their attention and um they take things very very literal when you teach them mm-hmm. there's a couple there's so many important lessons like patience but that was that was really really fun yeah like, I, that was a very important piece of of my yoga teaching yes teaching, so yoga heroes that's right it was yoga heroes teaching children taught me as much or more about teaching adults than my <laughs> teacher training did because you realize that if i say you know you know, do X, Y, and Z with your body. They're going to do X, Y, and Z. They're not reinterpreting anything. So that was interesting. But Mm. um, it was amazing. It was successful. Uh, It was well-received. It was important. It made a difference for these kids. Um, What I found was it was was really, really, really hard to break through every single principle needed a, a, a literature to support why they need yoga in their school. They needed um, a, 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 a too much convincing. <laughs> like to justify it, to, con- to get them to it, take part in the program? It was too hard to add a school. It was, it was too um, much time, too much work for the financial payoff. Yeah. I was not going to support my family that like way. I was like not going to pay my bills. Like overselling it, like tr- really trying to get them yeah. on board? Yeah. I, I mean, they, they eventually... Take? It's not that they wouldn't take. Okay. Eventually, I guess they said yes, but it wasn't like I could you know, have a great social media presence and then principals would fly to me and say, come, Mm. come to my school. I had to call a hundred schools and then maybe I'd get one meeting or maybe I'd get two or three meetings and then maybe I'd get one sale. And it was just not enough. It was, it was taking so much time to become profitable in the end. So I continued to teach yoga to kids and I continued to teach yoga in general, but that business model was not a successful one, but I took a lot of lessons from that that I'm now using for House of Jude. And you said it's hard to let go, but interestingly, I didn't find it that hard to let go. I was really able to say, you know what? You know, great, great, Christina, great lessons, great, great try. Uh, What's next? And I did that happily. Do you feel like that's something that you already had had, like in terms of a trait? Because... My dad, so my dad tried and failed a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So it was just okay to try and fail. I love that. Yeah, That's it, an important thing that all of us need to learn, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. Yeah. But like just the fact that you did and you made the attempt and it didn't work and you're just like, okay, well, you know, you fail forward. Yeah. You know, you, you win or you learn, really. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it, so not everybody felt that way. I got a lot of 
comments even like from people that love me and and weren't trying to hurt my feelings but it was like oh you know what's next Christina and there was always something I had a home bakery at one point I did like catering uh with macarons French macarons and I tried all sorts of things um that was so fun but everybody was like all right well here we go again Christina and did, it, you, here's, did you have any sort of like story around that and you're like oh like I have an, my issue is, and I use issue uh, lightly. My issue is that if I see something that looks interesting, I say, I can do that. And I do that. Mm -hmm. So like other people's stuff, you don't let, like that doesn't kind of impact you negatively. People are like, oh, Christina. It did. Oh, absolutely. It did. It hurt my feelings. Okay. Yeah. It didn't stop me, but it didn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely hurt my feelings. Um, but like, is there any way that you that you can recommend us kind of look at it or manage it, or manage the comments or manage the um, failure? Like, I mean, how we can handle it when it happens for us you when just, we have to reinvent ourselves yeah. and people are like, oh yeah, like well, it's like maybe you should just go get a regular job. Now. That didn't work, you know. Like, yeah. how would you? What would you say to to us? I mean, they don't have to live your life, right? You have to wake up in the morning and do what you're setting out to do. So, I mean, it matters that you're supported. Of course it matters that you're supported. It would be nice if I said their opinions don't matter, but of course it matters. It matters if when you're chatting, you know, with your mom and she's like, well, Christina, like, are you being responsible? It matters, but it's not the factor that guides my choices. Wanting to love my life is the factor that guides my choices. So So it's it's almost like you you knew what your priorities were. It was like... We all care what people think, but it's kind of like not so much that it's going to hold you back from the thing that's more important, which is I want to have a life that I enjoy, that yeah. I have the, the, the power over how I use my time and my energy. And I have to laugh because, because the person who never doubted me was John. So for those of you that don't know, I wow. met John when I was 16. So my entire adult life and most of my adolescence, John was my partner. And it has certainly not been smooth sailing the entire time. I mean, whose relationship has? Mm-hmm. And of course, like the the usual like, well, how are we going to pay our bills if you don't have a job kind of conversations come up. But it was like if I said, so I'm going to start making French macarons, okay? He was like all right, let's go to the kitchen <laughs> supply store, right? Or if there it was, was no, like... no, like, resistance? No, he wow. just believed me. He just believed I could. Um, and even when I didn't, it was like, all right, well, we'll figure out what's next. And I guess that's important. So in the conversation of does it matter what other people think, it matters a little bit. But, I mean, if the person that you're choosing to spend your life with, it's not enough that, you know my mom tells me I'm being, which she did not. I'm just using that as an example. But theoretically, let's say my mom tells me I'm being irresponsible. I can just hang up the phone and then carry on. No, like the person that I own my house with, the person that I'm raising my kids with, um, the person that we, you know, have to share the bills. primary relationship. Yeah, it matters on a practical level and an emotional level what that person thinks about what I'm doing. Um, So huge factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Support belief yeah he was there of all the things that went wrong in our relationship at the end of the day it was always like well i mean christina you'd still be at the school board if you were married to anybody else and i love being at the school board i'm not knocking being at the school board but it wasn't my calling 
Um, and I would be doing something that was not my calling if I didn't have somebody cheering me on saying, mm-hmm. all right, let's do it. Yeah. So t- tell us about like, obviously you branded and named the company House of Jude. And you also just recently opened up Ari General Store. Um, I would love to know kind of what, like, how did that come about? Like, how did, how were, how did you come up with the idea of, oh, maybe we'll start, you know, selling Turkish towels. And I love that. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. And I love that story. Um, it, it, it's so practical. It literally goes back to what I had mentioned. If I see something that looks great, I feel like I could do it. Like if someone paints my house, I'm like, well, I could probably start a house painting company or like, you know, literally anything. I love French macarons. I could do that. I can make macarons. Um, it's always how my mind is working 100% of the time. What else can I do? And so Jude, when Jude was born, he was my first uh, child and he cried a lot, poor thing. And one of the times he cried most was coming out of the bath. He screamed and hated being in the bath. Interestingly, still hates swimming. Um <laughs> And I think that he was very cold coming out. I mean, aren't we all? Like, you know, you step out of a shower and you want to cozy up in your towel. And the towels that I had from my baby shower um, were cute and beautiful, but he it didn't seem to help. Like, he still felt wet and cold, it seemed. So I had a Turkish towel in my closet um, that I use and love myself, and I grabbed it and tried it on him. And it, I mean, it wasn't like a light switch, of course, but he seemed a lot more comfortable. And so I was like, well, this is interesting. Like he's not, he's not, he's not screaming. He's, you know, less than excited about the bath as he always is, but he seems more comfortable. So I dove into why and, um, were you like a fan of Turkish yeah, towels? I didn't before? invent Turkish towels. Turkish, no, I know yeah. that. No, no, but I mean like when you. When, because you already had them. I had what one. Was it like, oh, that's what I want. Like, like I want our house to have Turkish towels. Uh, is it like... There, yeah. I, I had one because I touched it at a store and I loved it. Yeah. And it was beautiful. And I took it home with me, essentially. Like, that's why. There wasn't much more thought than that. I yeah. loved it. I loved it when I saw it and I bought one. Um, and then when I used it in the application of wrapping my baby up in it after the bath, I was like, wow, it really is better than (laughs) our big fluffy traditional terry cloth towels so i wasn't sure why so i i looked into it um the flat weave of the towel uh wicks water away from the body a little bit better um the turkish cotton is superior to most of the low quality cotton used in most towels on the market um and it dries quicker when you hang it up on the hook or on your towel rod. So I was like, yeah, this is great. Like, I'm going to just find one with a hood so I can use it on Jude. And I tried to find one with a hood so that I could use it on Jude and could not. And then I decided, I can do this. Just a like, yeah, <laughs> just like I can do everything else. So I ended up um, finding a manufacturer in Turkey. We worked for months and months and months, like many, many months on samples. What year was this? 2015. Okay. Yeah, Jude was born in That's April. Only a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Jude was born in April, and then we started sampling early spring, and our website launched February of 2016. So our flagship product was the hooded baby towel. I said, if I want a better towel, 
for my baby, other people must as well. So when I launched the site, it had just the hooded baby towel and it had just the oversized towel. And then we added the children's poncho because as amazing as a hooded baby towel is and it's great for a baby once the child is walking around and um you know my niece wanted to walk from the tub to her bedroom all on her own like she really needed to have that independence so I was like oh great I'll create a towel that you can wear girlfriend like no problem and so did the poncho and uh, we expanded more into like the home collection and people love styling their beautiful bathrooms and kitchens and powder rooms and our towels. Um, so that's how it evolved. And I named it after Jude because not just ego, like not just, hey, I love my kid. So um, I'm going to name my business after him. It was, it, he is the reason I created the towels. So it, it made sense. Um, and then, yeah, with Ari, it was just like, well, I can't have, a business after one kid and not the other. <laughs> so, and I, I knew I wanted to expand to a general store anyways. I have lots of goodies that I love and love to share. Um, so I want to have a, a unique shopping experience for my customers uh, in RE General. So, of course, it was a natural extension to choose to name that after RE. What was your approach to getting it into people's hands, like putting it on the market and having it be available, letting people know about it. This is interesting. Because you can go in so many different directions because it's a physical product. Yeah. Right? It is. So when people touch it, they buy it, but it also is so beautiful. Like it does really well online. The cam- Yeah, the camera does wonders. Like it really gets the texture. You can see... Thank you. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's just like, I think often people, the online customer buys it because they love the way it looks and then they're pleasantly surprised by how soft it is. Mm-hmm. The retail customer buys it because of how soft it is and then are like so thrilled with how beautiful it looks in their home. That's my perception from where I stand anyways. But interestingly, when my site went live, I had absolutely no background in e-commerce whatsoever. None. And I created a website like you know, cut and paste kind of on the web, the web programs that are available online and did it. I had a background in graphic design a little bit, so it wasn't completely a blank slate, but I tried my best. The taste of your design is just, I love it. Thank you. Now, but it has evolved quite a bit. (laughs) It has evolved quite a bit, but uh, that first website went live on, actually, I remember a Monday that I was about to head out to teach yoga and uh, launched my site. I just shared it on Facebook um, and the sales started ringing in, right? I, I got one sale. Did you? That very first day no from, a, from a stranger. I got one sale from a stranger. That's what we would all hope for. That's great. When I left my yoga class, I turned my phone back on because, of course, my phone was off. And and I got a notification. I was like, a sale? Like, I was not expecting a sale from a stranger. Of course, my family and friends I had been like, buying them. online before this. Never. No, no. I just shared it on Facebook. And I guess like one person saw it, another person saw And I got a sale. And I was like, whoa, maybe I'm onto something that here. That is so cool. And then, that was February, cricket. so I did I that's not entirely true lots of my family and friends bought uh as gifts and bought them for themselves and uh, you know word spread and it really was a great product and people loved it and so there was some momentum and then in spring we started doing markets um we did a um a first market was a bit of a dud in that nobody came to the market. And I was extremely discouraged. And it was my first time. It was in Georgetown, which Georgetown is amazing and has shown us the most support. But I guess this particular market, nobody came out to. And I was like, okay, like maybe I need to glean my lessons that I've taken and 
you know, maybe nobody just wants these towels. Was there a part of you that was almost like... I was doubting it. Like Absolutely. A, like, and, and, and how did you manage that? How did you... Well, I did another market and the towels sold out. <laughs> so oh, that helped. That does help. Yeah. So I went to a market in Welland. I'll never forget this moment. My girlfriend Jill... In Welland. Yeah. My girlfriend Jill found the market. She was doing woodworking at the time. So the yeah. two of us were... Um, were sharing a space and helping sell each other's goodies and um she and and i sold every towel that i had and so i came home walking on sunshine i was like all right like people want the towels How validating was that it was a defining moment in the business for sure did, did, can you distinguish that feeling from all of the previous like sales and business experiences and be like, wow, no, this is different. Like this is different in terms of how people are responding and reacting. Yeah. As much as I love macarons, like <laughs> I have to pay my bills and it matters, especially now that I'm a mom and I was a mom when I started House of Jude, I couldn't afford to pour my time and energy into something that wasn't contributing back to our family. I was and continue to be the primary caregiver for my kids. They're not in daycare. I don't have help from grandparents or any, anybody. So, I mean, we have help economic reality. Yeah. Yeah. We have help in a big picture, but certainly not on their day to day care. And so, yeah, I, I didn't want to take time away from my kids if it wasn't benefiting our family in a practical way. So I had to be realistic as much as I loved and believed in the product i had to be like i said like uh, make good Results choices count. and yeah and be responsible so then people started loving the towels and i was like great well here we go and and then we started so, when was that june june of so 2015 like a couple, like five uh, months 16. later yeah five months after yeah. the website yeah 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 Wow. And even like on Instagram, I, I think I've since archived the posts. I In some ways, I should have left them up so people could see the, the evolution. I wanted our Instagram feed to be pretty. So I wanted, if you scrolled back far enough. And- yeah. However, it's interesting when I think back on the quality of the content I was putting out. Um, it's just, yeah, we've evolved so much. That's literally like two and a half years ago. Yeah. What was this? So now you know... That when I do these markets, people come, they touch them, they love them. We we've sold them out. Um, what kind of did you draw from any people or teachers or mentors or books to kind of figure out what your strategy is going to be moving forward to expand, or was it more your uh, own experimentation? I mean, I wish I could say yeah, but no, I winged it. <laughs> like wow. I learned as I went and. Yeah, like I read books on social media and took an, like an online course. And I mean, and I, you know, I got little bits of information from everything, but no one thing was like a hand manual, a handbook or a manual on how to succeed in business. It mm-hmm. didn't exist and I'm not sure if it does. Um, but no, I, I had the most and have the most amazing network of other women and people in business. And I have like online best friends that like I talk to every single day on Instagram and we keep up with each other and we share tips and we um, promote each other's sales and um, 
it, I, I think I want to say the network, like the networking yeah. and having the conversations to learn from other people in business that are farther ahead than you or are just starting out. Like there's always something that somebody's got to share. So, you know, thinking you know it all is really shooting yourself in the foot. Like who else can I talk to? Who else can I learn from? Who else can, you know, be my friend? Um, and, and really that is the You were willing to lean on key. other people. Yeah. And also I just love when other people like are like, hey, like Chris, like what can I do? I'm just not getting in like many followers. Like do you have any advice? Like, yeah, let's talk. Let's meet for coffee. Let's, you know, do it. Because if we're not all sharing information, then nobody's going anywhere. Yeah. And we're not in competition. Like there's room for everybody. Absolutely. There really is, you know, other small shops, other people doing great things. Like I've had a bit of unfortunate, like cattiness from other like Turkish towel companies. And I'm just like, you know, do you know how many people there are in Canada? Do you know how many people there are in the United States? Like, how many of them do you really need? How many do you need? Like, come on. There's enough for all of us. And also, I don't want to do this if it's bringing this kind of conflict into my life. Like, I love my life. Is it, is it damn hard? Yes. (laughs) Am I exhausted? Yes. Have I slept in five years? No, (laughs) but I, but like, I love it. And now if there are people out there in business out there bringing toxicity to it, it's like, eh, no thanks. Like I'd rather just, I want to maybe touch on a little bit of that, but I would love for us to, to hear, um, what, like looking back now, it's been two, two and a half years. What was like the unique combination of ideas and strategies and messaging and marketing? Um, what do you think it was that kind of like had things take off? And when, when was that? I, I want to say that the, the reason we've continued to grow is word of mouth more than okay. anything. I wish I could say I'm an expert marketer. I am not. I share beautiful pictures. Um, you know what I do? I send out a lot of product to people that I think would love our towels and I don't have contracts lots of um it's called so it's called influencer marketing for those of um the listeners that aren't familiar influencer marketing is where you send out product and you pay for sponsored posts yes I have a little bit of you know I'd really love a couple uh, you know three to five posts would be great or high-res images would be great but I don't enter into contracts which is I mean, it's technically irresponsible because I'm giving you free product. You should have to give me something in return. But I really, it's really important to me that it's authentic. I don't want anybody telling their followers and mine that they love something that they don't love. So I'm not, yes, yes, that's right. I'm not paying you to promote my product. I am giving you our product and I, I hope you love it enough to promote it. And it's funny because, yeah. because they do like, I, even I, I see like the towel hanging in the background of a story that somebody's not even using to promote house of Jude. Um, and I'm like, yes, like you still love your towel, <laughs> you know, because they're using it. And I get feedback from those influencers saying, this is like the best collaboration I've done because I, I truly love the product. And then I don't say, okay, I really need content for, um, gray or whatever. So I'm going to send you gray. I'll say I need contact for this group of products, but of these, which do you see yourself loving and using? Because if you don't love it and use it, 
you're not going to share it in an authentic way. And authenticity is really one of the cornerstones of my brand. So I would say that to anybody looking to learn about marketing, um, just make sure that you're doing it in an authentic way because the people will detect when you're not being authentic. Like that's the bottom line. You can't, you know, pay a million dollars for some celebrity to promote your product in an inauthentic way won't mm-hmm. fly. That's my opinion. Yeah. So there's, there's authenticity, genuine uh, appreciation and love for your product that you know, so much so that they're inspired to actually share it. Like, I think that's, that's huge. And that, that's what the word of mouth really is. It, 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 it grows in an exponential way. Yeah. In that way, as opposed to you just pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Yeah. Another, yeah. Another strategy that we have just recently rolled out, so I can't speak to its efficacy just yet. Um, but it's to that same end is we've added a refer, um, kind of button on our product page. So let's say, um, you really love your hand towel and take it home and love it. You can then go back to house of Jude.ca go to that product page, click the refer button and you can create a social post that I will, if it leads to a sale, I will then not, it's done um, like on a back end system, you create an account and all that, but House of Jude essentially rewards you with money back. So, so if you create a referral that leads to a sale, you get a percentage of that sale Mm -hmm. for referring it. And it's not, like it, it's a way of saying thank you for loving our product. Thank you for sharing it with your friends because they do anyways. Our customers share with their family and friends anyways. I'd like to say, well, I noticed that you're doing that and here's a little bit of a thank you. Has anyone talked to you or told you about how valuable it feels to them to be able to contribute to the growth of it? Like by referring and telling other people? Has anyone commented on that well uh, when people like share my stories or share sorry share like my posts to their stories or share my facebook page and they say like you know i love house of jude thanks so much i will of course either comment or send them a message and say thank you so much for sharing that meant a lot and it (laughs) really means a lot and then they say like you know no problem happy to help and it seems to be like like people just want to do good and want to see other people rise for the most part. Yes. I, I don't think everybody's that way, but like the people in my community, I, I feel like really are that way and I couldn't be more grateful and I, I truly couldn't grow without that word of mouth. So, I mean, I hope they feel happy to contribute because they certainly are contributing. So as you continue to grow, um, in what way do you approach outsourcing, adding team members, especially, you know, you brought up the aspect of control and I think... <laughs> The success of it has to do a lot with you having your hands in all of the different aspects of the business, the quality of the product, the customer experience, all of that. And in order to grow, to su- you have to support it with more people, more infrastructure. How do you go about kind of deciding what to let go and and who to add into the team and what they're going to contribute? Like, how do you approach that? I um, am selecting people whose character I respect primarily. I want to say that most people can learn most jobs. Um, So I'm less worried about the resume of the person and more concerned with the character of the person. And I will be happy to train you (laughs) on on what I'd (laughs) like you to do here. Um, And and I feel like I'm not worried beyond that. I, I, I think that my customers will understand if... 
there's a mistake in the product that they received. Um, let's say uh, it, it on it happened one time where they ordered a hooded baby towel and um, a- accidentally a, a poncho was picked and sent to that person. And you know, with a sincere apology, I offered a way to make it up to that customer. And you know, that's life. And and there's people running this business. There's no uh, robot running this business. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, mistakes so real happen. people. Yeah. and it's like handmade. And- yes, even even if there's a flaw in the product. I mean, so we recently reformulated to hopefully reduce the amount of flaws that were in the product. But if there's a flaw in the product, they're made by human beings. Like yeah, human beings made the- this product. So all the way through. All the way through. I mean, I think there are machines that help, like with the weaving. But there's a, a human being operating that piece of equipment i mean there's no nobody with a needle and thread sitting in a chair but but it's all hand loomed and hand finished all the tassels are tied by hand so there are flaws um and that's life and we make it up to you if you receive a piece that's less than perfect we'll replace it no questions asked but um so when i'm delegating uh and releasing control to other people as long as those people are operating with the best of intentions and the best of integrity and offering an apology where an apology is due and offering to make it up to the person if a mistake was made whether that's a customer whether that's a retail customer whether that's you know me um based on you know a mistake that was made or whatever um i mean that's life i'm not worried about perfection interestingly in this context i'm worried about integrity more than perfection and i mean jude taught me that (laughs) so i want to shift gears a little bit um we have a mutual friend who has a question that she wants to ask you and she says she knows you and sees you as a conscious parent like a very present mom. Is this Marley? Yes. Yes. <laughs> of course. I didn't want to do, I Marley's don't want to my share biggest, her name. Marley's okay. my biggest mom fan. She's yeah. my cheerleader. She's, a, she's an incredible human being. Yes. And she wants to know how do you, uh, how do you balance family life and business? Because like you said, you're the primary caregiver. You're, you have a full-time business. Like, again, you walk through the doors of your home and like you're in business. Like, and your, your, your life is kind of all intertwined into it. Yeah. So, uh, thanks Marley for the, for the question. <laughs> I, I respect that so much. I consider myself to be a great mom. Um, not necessarily in execution, but in my intention to be a great mom, my dedication to being a great mom. I make mistakes every single day. Um, but it matters so much to me. And I feel like that makes a great mom someone to whom parenting matters and it does and um part of control for me is i'm not wanting to put my kids in um child care just because i want to be that person um that makes the most sense for me and so house of jude gets done during nap time uh after bedtime it doesn't cut into the time that i'm with my kids um on a regular basis now the exception would be if there's an urgent matter that comes in or a message comes in, I really want to have a prompt response. Like a real, real fire. Yeah. And uh, not, I mean, even just, even a medium fire, even a little okay, flame. Okay. I, I want to be available for my customers. Um, so there are times when obviously I'm with my kids and I pick up my phone, of course. And I frame it to Jude this way, who sometimes like, mom, I'll say, you know what, Jude? It, it's... it's I am so lucky that I get to be home with you every single day to take care of you. 
I don't have to leave our house to go to work and you don't have to go to daycare. So part of me being home with you is sometimes I pick up my phone if there's an issue at hand and I don't, you know, use those words, but I, that's the message. Um, Sometimes I have to pick up my phone, but that means we get to have lunch together every single day. That means we get to build blocks. That means we're reading stories all day. We're going to the library. We're out at the park. We're doing, we're spending our time together with a few breaks for mommy to pick up her phone. Um, and he gets it. He he gets it. He, he really does. He's a bright, he's a bright boy and he gets kind of social context in general. He's that way, but it's enough it's, and it's enough to validate for me the fact that if I had a couple of hours in the evening while my kids were at school all day would I have my phone in my hand no I am with my f- kids from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed they share my bed so basically 24 <laughs> hours a day I am with my kids so I don't feel that guilty when I have to pick up my phone once in a while yeah. I'm so 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 present otherwise yeah that was another that was another question that came in as well is about mommy guilt ever experienced mommy guilt I don't I don't uh, because I I really dedicate myself to my kids like there's not anybody there may be people who disagree with some choices that I make in terms of let's say co-sleeping or whatever I mean I don't want to get into a political parenting view but there are ways some people do it and ways other people do it differences and that's life in general and that's parenting and certainly that's motherhood so I wouldn't say that everybody would call me a great mom by like agreeing with every choice that I make, but nobody who knows me would call me an absent mom. Nobody. I am there for my kids all the time. So once... I feel like it really shows. And just meeting them. Thank you. I could feel... And even Marley shared that. It's like, you're just so present and so conscious. And you don't hear that too often. You know, especially... Um, everyone's schedule is busy, not only, you know, like just regular human beings, but if you're an entrepreneur and you're working out of your house and like yeah. you're, you're kind of always on, like it's full-time mom, yes. full-time business owner. Yes. I live and die by my kids first. Yeah. I, I've heard it said where, you know, I don't want to forget why I started the business. It's to allow me to stay home with my kids. That's not true in my case. I was home with my kids. John and I made a lot of choices in our life, a lot of financial sacrifices. I was going to be home with my kids either way until they went to school, Um, you know, much to our financial dismay. But still, that was a choice that we made. I don't need this house of Jude to to allow me to be a stay-at-home mom. It was already... I was already a stay-at-home mom. I was not about to sacrifice that. I wanted the creative outlet. This was the thing that was selfish for me. This (laughs) was the thing that I wanted. And I, like everything else that's selfish for me, it's second to taking care of my kids. So will I pick up my phone when I'm with my kids? Yeah. Will I like shush them for a minute while I take a a work call? Yeah. But that is not representative of our relationship or our dynamic. So I don't feel guilty. I feel really confident in the presence I have in my kids' lives. And one of the other reasons I don't feel guilty is because... The business is an extension of my parenting. I am in so many ways. I don't love the word feminist um, because it has some negative connotation. But in the sense that I really want to empower women, I am a feminist. And it's so important to me that my children see me achieving great things 
that are great for me. So that's not Mm -hmm. to say that anybody who is a stay at home mom who doesn't also have a business or doesn't have another job is not achieving great things. I mean that in a personal way. What is important to me, Christina, I'm going to achieve at that. So this business is important to me. I'm going to achieve at that and they're going to watch me do great things that are important to me. And then also I'm teaching my kids to love and respect human beings, to celebrate differences through the business, through every conversation they see me have with my customer. When they come and visit us at our markets, they're watching me have these conversations. Like how you are being with people. Yeah. We handwrite a note that goes into every single package. That is important. That is my integrity. That is my honor. I'm sending out replacement product. If somebody's less than excited about it and and I do that with a smile on my face. That is my integrity and that is what they're going to witness and possibly one day be involved in. And like, so I'm able to point to what I'm doing in my life has lessons for my children. And I, I really mean that I'm doing that. And so it's like, great, more learning opportunities for them. So I don't, I don't consider They're already it. in school. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. 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 Very, yes. very important. Yes. And um, I would love if you could share, because um, I, I want I, I want to get into women in business and what you see out there in terms of like just what's happening, like grinding and hustling and sacrifice. And um, I want to get into that. But at first, I, I want to know just from your own personal practice, like you said, yoga is a very uh, important part of, of, of your day to day life. How, how do you fit in or how do you carve out the time or and, and in what ways for like self-care and your own personal practices, sleep? The answer is I'm not. <laughs> that, that honestly is the answer. Yeah. Um, it's not, a, it's not, it's not a good answer. It's not, I don't think that to be the right way, but that is okay. my reality right now. Yeah. So I would never advertise that as, um, fantastic like i would never say hey guys don't forget um don't shower today because (laughs) you've got calls to make but that is my life like sometimes i wake up and i'm like well i guess i'll just have a bath with the kids tonight like that is my reality unfortunately i my kids are not sleeping um jude i mean i don't want to get into everybody's medical history but jude had some issues that were preventing sleep um now he's kind of over that hump but are part of part of co-sleeping um, and doing extended breastfeeding. So Ari shares my bed. I'm still nursing him. He's over a year old. So every time he tosses and turns, he's like, okay, well, where's mom? I just want to nurse back to sleep. Um, that's a choice that I'm making. I consider that to be the right one for me and Ari, but I'm tired. Um, also after my kids go to bed, I'm up doing work for the business. So I'm tired. I don't sleep. I have not slept. I don't remember the last four hour stretch of sleep that I got. It was before pregnancy with Jude. So it was sometime in 2014, four hours in a row. Yeah. You're like an intermittent sleeper. It's not working for, (laughs) some people say that they can do that and it works for them. It's not working for me. I'm very tired. It's just you're doing it. It's just, yeah. That's what you got to do right now. And I have a smile on my face. Like it's the choice that I'm making. You don't look like it. Like you look. I have makeup on. It's it's fine. It's fine. Thank you. How about, um, like time, like with, with your partner, your relationship and you know, you're in business together, you're parents together like how does that like how does that fit into time schedule energy um so when jude was born jude was hard i chose 
to do uh, ex- uh, exclusive breastfeeding. So I didn't pump. I didn't bottle feed. I was the only life source for Jude for six months-ish when he started eating food. But even beyond that, till he really started filling his belly with food, it, it was... I was with my kid all the time. And so my alone time with John was like while he was sleeping or for a couple of hours midday. Like the first date we went on since Ari was born, which was a year ago, was a couple of weeks ago on our anniversary when we went bowling at 3 p.m. And it was honestly the best afternoon. Happy anniversary. Thank you. It was like the best afternoon. It was like not an evening, like a, (coughs) excuse me, not a typical like evening nighttime date, but it was alone time and fun and uh, like that's just our reality. We're both adults. We love each other very much. We share special moments in parenting, in business. The joy that we get and the celebrations that we get um, when our kids are like having an adorable moment, or we're walking around the block holding hands, or like hustling to like pack orders and get labels on towels. Like that is almost our new relationship at this point. There's you know flirting and you know kissing and all of intimacy, yeah. like but you're evolving together. it's, it's just you're... evolved by choice. Certainly, um, we could carve out the time, grab a babysitter and go and have a dinner out more regularly. Should we choose to, but we don't choose to that often. We choose to be with our kids. We choose to hustle in the business and we have to work even harder to weave love and romance into that, Yeah, which is a different challenge, but like, game on like it's it's fun and frankly i would argue that like we're more in love than we ever have been for that reason yeah because there's so much it's there's no room for jealousy or pettiness or control it's just like we gotta do life you're committed yeah you guys are living a committed life yeah with each other for each other for your kids yeah and it's like you take over what you do i take over what i do and like, it's there's like, okay. so much love and respect because he does it very well. I do it very well. And it's just works. Mm-hmm. So is it a typical romantic relationship at this particular stage in our life with two very young kids and a full-time business? No. Um, but is it still our own love story? Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah. I know. Like it, 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 I think it really gives us a perspective on like what, you know, what has to put it, what you have to put in to kind of have this holistic kind of life right it's it's there's it's not just oh i hit the on button and sales are coming in and i'm good like this is passive now like no it actually takes real work commitment sacrifice time investment um what what would you say are the most important things maybe in the last 12 months what are the what's the most important thing let's say that you've said no to that you've had to say nope like i can't put my hands in that i can't take on this project or i can't spend time doing this or be around these people like in or in order for you to be able to do all the things that you do with family and business i have had to say no to opportunities that um like take take me away from my kids so it's not going to happen so there have been um like out of town opportunities that i cannot be at um our biggest i guess okay so here's here's our most recent example um i don't know how much time you want me to sit and ponder that so i'm going to give you one particularly relevant example um our 
one of our our best and biggest and most successful uh, consumer shows that we do is out in London. It's the Modern Mom Show. And we've had the most success there um, in terms of our customer shopping. And we have um, become such a great part of the network there. There's a, a great community of small businesses that come in from all over. Um, and those are some of my best online friends. And... I really like to be the face of the business and it's two nights, it's two days. Um, and Ari, we sponsored the event. So every single 200, uh, sorry, 300, um, uh, people who were consumers at the show got a special ticket and got a special gift from us. Um, it was a big, it was a big deal for house of Jude and, I had to send John, um, who did a fantastic job, and Katerina, who supports him um, at our shows. And I was able to drive up for a couple of hours. I drove one and a half hours there, probably closer to two hours on Friday afternoon, uh, helped put some finishing touches on our booth, had about an hour to spend with the customers, and then drove two hours back while my mom watched Ari. Ari was going through a really hard time. He uh, hated, hated, hated. He hated the car in general, but I don't know if it was related to teething or being unwell, but he was so, so, so beside himself. There was no way I was able to drive two hours with Ari. So I was there for just a couple of hours and came back. And I don't regret it. Would we have been slightly more successful if I was there? Possibly. I mean, it's my baby. I know the product the best. I know my customers the best. I'm very confident in John Katarina and their ability to be successful. But in terms of me and my control and handing it over, I didn't want to say no to that, (laughs) but I had to, like I put Ari, Ari's needs first First. in that particular moment. And it felt like the right thing to do. Um, And I don't, I'm never going to regret putting my kids first ever, ever. I'm sad at the loss, but not at the expense of my kid. Wow. Yeah. I want to move it over to kind of just like the more general, like um, other women and moms who are business owners and entrepreneurs and kind of you're, you're interacting with so many people. What is it that you see is kind of like a challenge for, for women, for women in business? Many of the women in my network that have started their own business or are working in an entrepreneurial role in my network are kind of operating in a female industry. So my target customer is likely the female in the home. Do I have lots of male shoppers? Absolutely. Do I love and respect them? Absolutely. Do I have products that they're going to love? Absolutely. But most of the people that are shopping at House of Jude are female and most of Many of them are mothers, I should say. Most of the women that I've connected with are also in that market. So they're kicking ass, honestly. They are balancing their families if they have them. They are hustling. They know how to market towards other females because they are. I don't know that I see women who are working damn hard to create something as at a disadvantage. What I see, and this is just my one point of view, and I'm saying it very humbly, so maybe there's room for debate, and of course there's room for debate, but this is truly my experience with my network. 
women are kicking ass, honestly, and rising to the top with hard work and sweat and doing it. Where women are maybe less kicking ass is when they're not in the driver's seat, when they are working under maybe male bosses, um, when they are looking for job opportunities and competing for those opportunities with men. Um, and, and not to say that, I mean, statistically women are underserving in powerful roles in business aside from the, uh, yeah, sorry. Underserved. Yeah. Okay. Let me rephrase that. Women are underrepresented in power positions in business and I'm going to add, in my opinion, unless they are the, the owner, the owner like, yeah. right? So if you're the owner, of course you're kicking ass and you're in control. <laughs> if you're not the owner and you're just and trying to, like, to rise, yes. If you're trying to rise to the top, it's harder for a woman than a man. Statistics show that. We know that. That's, that's not my opinion. People, women in those power positions are paid less than men traditionally, like statistics prove that that's not my opinion. So when I think about women in business, I'm not worried about those women who have or are building something of their own. own. I'm worried about women who, who are looking to be a part of something and another organization. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Looking to be a part of somebody else's business or just need a job. Like, okay, well, like I, I need to pay my bills. What am I going right. to do? Right. I just graduated school. What am I going to do? Or I've been a stay at home mom for so many years and now I need to go back to work. What am I going to do? Those are the women I'm thinking about, to be honest with you. So when I'm thinking about women in business, I'm thinking about, okay, what positions in house of Jude can I create <laughs> for these kick ass women? So I'm going to give you the example of my sister-in-law, Katerina, who is amazing. There's a lot of ways I'm going to incorporate this story um, into House of Jude. So she's fantastic. It's John's sister. She has a great education, has a great work ethic, has a great job. She's married and has a son. So um, was I don't want to... A little while into her son's life, his name is Drake, he was diagnosed with autism. This is her only child and likely the only child she's going to have. And her life has turned in a direction other than that which she had planned to support Drake and his needs. So he has a lot of hours of therapy. A lot, a lot, a lot of dollars go into paying for that therapy um, because they don't have any funding. And so she had to take a leave, uh, sorry, not a leave, but a job share from her very successful career that she, she is a career driven person, but is willing obviously to sacrifice that to be doing, um, what's necessary to take care of Drake. So she's at a huge financial loss in, in, in taking, um, time off of her career and at an even greater financial loss because now she's paying for Drake's therapy and all of that. So she's always supported us at our shows and we pay her to do that. And that's great. And now she has stepped into house of Jude as our full-time, um, sales manager. So she liaises with all of our 
retail stores. So she's fantastic. She's able to do that in an extremely flexible way. She can get to her phone, get to her emails when it works for her and her child. Beyond that, she has started a foundation called the Blue Moon Foundation, um, which supports families living with autism. And I don't want to get into the logistics of what she does. But so we created the Blue Moon collection of towels. So the Blue Moon collection of towels, a portion of every sale goes back to her organization and supports these families that she's working with through her organization. So in those ways, I'm able to leverage my business to, one, employ somebody who needs flexible employment, to take some of the amazing dollars that are coming in that our customers are handing over for our towels and channel that into doing some social good um, in the name of women mm-hmm. and mothers and and helping women be successful and I'm not going to be taking million dollar bonuses while my employees are working minimum wage. It is just not going to happen. I'm not taking any dollars, to be honest with you. (laughs) Literally, I don't get paid. Um, When I sell 10 towels, I need to buy 20 towels. There's no extra money. Um, One day, I will hopefully get paid. And... My, the, my employees and you know my team, the people working with us, will also grow as the business grows. That is what I stand for in terms of women and business. That is the challenge. Finding a job and then rising to the top within that job when you're competing with other men yeah. versus like any woman can get up and create anything amazing. I firmly believe that. If you're hustling and you're making your own rules and you're forging your own path, you can do it. But when you're working when you're working for the man Because there's always so there's always so many stories around like starting a business. I mean, you're the perfect example of that. You have growing family your full-time parent like there's so many excuses that you could have like well yeah i'm too busy there's not the <laughs> right time maybe in a couple years when they're a little bit older or maybe you know before we have kids there's always kind of that but like you just went in there yeah and, and, and like i love that you kind of you declare to everyone out there that it's just like yeah if you want to start something of your own like you can do it like it's you- yours you can control you can create it like just go <clears throat> Yeah, you can. You can do anything. If you're choosing not to or your circumstances disallow you to, then like we're here for you, babe. Like we'll support you in your career with House of Jude. That's kind of the way that I'm choosing to run the business. So I want to be really respectful of your nap time in particular because I know that's... I don't think they're home yet. Oh, they're not home yet. Well, that's okay. Um, So I have a couple more questions before we we complete uh, our conversation. Uh, what would you say is something that you know that other people who are listening really need to know? And if they knew it, it would make a profound difference in their life. It is so much harder than you think. <laughs> it really is. Like, did I just say... it could be glamorous and like you imagine it and you see Instagram and like, oh, it's, yes. it could be that easy. It's not. Yeah. Can you do it? Absolutely. It is very very hard it is very hard you have hard how would you say i mean you share so much you have to put the right yeah you have to put the time in and and i and there is a lot of one sacrifices made and two um changes that need to be made so like 
like I spoke about the sacrifice of, you know, romantic alone time often with my husband. Mm. That's a sacrifice. But a change was made to weave that in. That's hard. That takes commitment. Um, I I don't remember the last time I watched TV. Every single time I pick up my phone, I'm not scrolling through Facebook in a leisurely way. I'm interacting as our business. Every minute that I'm not with my kids, I am with House of Jude. There is no exception. Like I, I, even when my, I visit with my girlfriends, they're coming over and like watching me be a parent. We're not out grabbing a tea. Um, so it, it's, it's harder. It doesn't happen easily. You have to work hard. You have to learn. You have to read. You have to network. It all has to be your effort. It, it looks glamorous and it's glamorous in so much as it's fun should you choose to enjoy it. It's empowering. Yeah, but you have to hate the alternative more. Um, yes. Like, 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 if I don't have House of Jude, then what? Like, that's that's the way I need to think about it. I love every second that I'm spending on the business because I hate the idea that I'm not building something, that I'm not working for myself, that I'm not building a financial future for my kids. I hate that more um, than House of Jude is hard. That is that is so much. That's really really important. Because I think some people struggle with starting something of their own um, or even sticking, you know, like putting the time in and like keep going. But it's like you have to realize like, you know, um, there's so many challenges, so many struggles. And it is so, so hard to start something on your own and build something of your own. But if that is less painful than working and building someone else's organization, if that's less painful, then you know, like... Like, that's really important. It's going to be hard anyways. Yeah. I wanna, Which one is going to be less painful? I want to say it was Mark Cuban. Don't quote me on this, but I want to say it was Mark Cuban who said, I'm paraphrasing, entrepreneurs are the only people that will quit their 40-hour-a-week job yes. to work 100 hours a week for less money. Yes. And that real, and I'm and with so a smile true. on my face, <laughs> like with a smile on my face, I would rather work 100 hours a week on House of Jude and I make zero dollars, then I would, I mean, I hope to one day make a couple of dollars, but right now I'm making zero dollars. Yeah, so right. Yeah. To, to one day, to, to like, to not have to work 40 hours a week for somebody else. Honestly. <laughs> that, that reminds me of Gary Vaynerchuk and he, do you know Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah, yeah. So he says, he's just like, when you're an entrepreneur, like every day you're eating shit sandwiches, you know? <laughs> and it's like, when I, when I hear him say that, I'm like, well, I guess I would, I really would much rather eat shit sandwiches as an entrepreneur than just go and build someone else's organization. Yes. Like it's, that's, if that's on the menu, I'd rather actually have that than down the road, just see myself do like punching in and punching out. And that's like, that's not a knock on it. That's just like us personally. That's what our choice is. Um, yeah. super, super important to it, acknowledge that. Yeah. I want to say that, yeah, it's a choice that you make and also maybe part of your personality. Like lots of people prefer getting up, going to work, clocking out and not having to think about it. I respect that very much. Like yes. when your workday ends, your workday ends, you can compartmentalize it. That's honestly, there are so many amazing reasons why that's a good way to live. Uh, it was just a matter of what my, my, choice was mm. I had a sales job for a little bit before I had Jude and it, I remember feeling like it was so painful to make money for somebody else why am I getting up and hustling 
to make you rich. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to hustle and make myself rich one day. And I, I use rich that's loosely. That's a long term, like that, because because every hour, every minute, every like ounce of energy, you can see that it's an investment. And the long term investment could either go to building someone else's wealth, yeah, or could go towards building my future wealth. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what I'm what I'm hearing from you. Yeah. Yes. If and I I want to say wealth is is not, not just my, money. It right. It is money important. Yes. Would I love a huge house and regular family vacations and like afford to send my kids to college and should they choose to go? Yes. Like all of those things. Yes. Money is great. Yes. That is not my driving factor. Could I absolutely be happy in my townhouse? driving my honda and like walking to soccer practice yes like does that sound like an amazing life to me yes if i'm filled with gratif like gratification in what i'm doing yes um however like if i'm out there hustling and you're getting rich off of my hard work that's painful yeah. <laughs> right absolutely like if i'm going to hustle and sell something it's going to be towels it takes a lot of heart and soul <laughs> to 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 sell and and and, yeah. and, and build something and yeah, yeah it's huge um you, it seems like you're you can tell me if i'm wrong but it seems like your motivation keeps evolving um your motivation was first like okay i just want to create something of my own cuz like the control aspect and then it was like um, there's a problem that I'm solving for myself, for my little boy, and that's what you, that's the, the towels. And it sounds like there's also you know another motivation that's coming in where it's like, okay, well, um, how do I build an organization that starts to kind of help empower others as well? And like, can you tell us what the motivation is now for you? Like, what has it shifted to? And and does what I say be like is that accurate? It's absolutely accurate. I. Want to say that the desire to create is still a common thread. Um, then meeting a need for Jude in terms of the hooded baby towel is still there. That's why I'm continuing to sell. I tell that story to many customers face to face. All of those things are true. And then the more I grow and the more successful we become, I'm thinking, okay, what can I do now? How do I keep moving forward? And how can I facilitate um, social change? So yeah. um, like last April, we did uh, April is Autism Awareness Month. Uh, a portion of every sale went to an organization um, supporting families with autism. And now it's like, okay, now I'm in a position. We've grown a little bit more. Now I'm creating a collection. If, if somebody chooses to support this cause they can choose to buy this towel, um, and now I'm moving forward in a bigger way with those same values. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it was always important to me to create. It was always important to me to set a good example for my kids, and now I'm doing that in a bigger way, bringing more people um, in onto the team and and changing, you know, their lives in such a way that like now you're part of this movement. Now yes. let's join forces and do this together. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that it's necessarily changed in terms of what's getting me up in the morning, but how can we take that thread of why? More like expansion. Yeah, yeah. How you're, can we? You're yes. expanding how you can express your own values. That's right. That's right. That's exactly. You hit the nail on the head. So like. 
do I want to create? Yes. And now it's like, okay, so we've got these amazing, beautiful towels. What other products are we going to add? Okay. Bedding. Um, and then it's like, okay, well I, yeah. And I love all these other, uh, shops that I've networked with. Okay. So I'm going to create a general store and I'm going to bring some of their goodies and get those out into the world. Ari general. And you know, what's next for house of Jude, you know, to be determined, but it depends like on how we're growing, how we're supported by our community and how we can continue to support others. If you can talk to the you from when we started our teacher training six years ago, what would you say? Uh, I feel like, I feel like that same girl (laughs) because I knew I was going to do something that I wanted to. Like, like I knew at that age, at that time in my life, like, did I have the character to maybe pursue it? Maybe not. So maybe it was like, don't worry, girl, like you're going to get there. Yeah. That fire was there. The desire oh, yeah. was there. Uh, maybe there was a little bit more self-doubt. But I want to say that like, I manifested this. I manifested my life and, and it, like the vision has evolved, but like you can get there, you will get there and like, look what you've accomplished already. And I certainly don't consider House of Jude to be like the epitome of like, you know, we're not Fortune 500 by any means, but like in terms of my own uh, human goal um, in my family and in like the way I want to spend my time and make a difference in the world and it's like, yeah, I'm doing it. I am doing it. I am Fortune 500 in terms of how I feel about what I'm doing. Like I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And yeah, so I would have liked to have told that person from mm. te- from teacher training, like you're going to be where you're supposed to be. And also like everybody is where they're supposed to be should they choose to see it that way. Yeah. Right? You're already exactly where you are. Yeah. So yeah, beautiful. I am just choosing to see it that way. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe maybe it's that's not that I. Choice. Yeah, it's not that I got there. It's that I'm accepting where I am as there. Yeah, yeah. That kind of ties back into the surrendering. Yeah, like the letting go. Thanks, that Jude. Moment. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jude. <laughs> um, what can we look forward to? So you said there's some changes. There's new products. Like, what are you most excited about moving forward? Um. One day, and it's not in our immediate future, it's not going to be right around the corner, but I'd like to have a storefront. Um, I'd like to spend more time face-to-face with our customers. Uh, We're lucky enough that we have a ton of support locally. We'd love to have a great place where they can come. Um, In our more immediate future, it's likely finding a bigger warehouse. Um, We might move into uh, a bigger house, that can support an in-home warehouse and in-home offices. We're um, maybe looking at, you know, having a separate entrance Mm. where our team can go through, like, those kinds of things. Um, I would like to let our community, our online community and our social community in on um, the the behind-the-scenes aspect a little more. So Yeah, I I think that would be really cool. Yeah. For people to see the process that it takes. And um, from you sharing your story, like, again, it is so, so human. 
like there's there's a human touch like through the whole process from end to end like from like like you said you know john's he's rolling on that table like he's <laughs> yeah. you know he's rolling the towel he's packing the towel like yeah it's just the reason i haven't been able to do that up until this point uh, is because i'm not in the warehouse right now yeah. i'm with our kids right now and john is in the warehouse yeah. so as our business evolves, I'll be able to like stories, the shipments as they're coming in a little bit more, um, stories, what John looks like or whoever's working in our warehouse at that time under a mountain of towels, putting labels on and all that. <laughs> that would I would fun. love to share that with you guys. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of carving up the time and making it a priority with all that I'm juggling at this point. What would you say are three things that we can take action on based on your learnings and your insights over the years and what you've shared with us. You can edit out my pause. <laughs> no, no, I love the pause because it means you're genuinely sitting and thinking about um, it. You can take action on what I've learned. Let's see. I want you to know that whatever it is that you're doing, and I, I want to speak to men and women, um, Whatever it is that you're doing, don't discount the females in your network, in your community, and and recognize that women can and will do great things. That That is action to be taken. Yeah. Shifting your mindset towards perceiving women to be able to accomplish literally anything. The second point is... Uh, sorry, the second thing that I think you might be able to take action on that I hope you're able to take action on is um, there is room for everybody's success. So in my story, that's a, that's a business point of view. Um, we don't have to stab each other in the backs or step on each other to... to take our piece of the pie, but in whatever that means for you, if your kids are on a, a sports team or if you are standing in line at the pizza place, like whatever, there's room for everybody to be happy, to get theirs. Mm. And it's so, so, so silly to compete. Um, yeah. like, like we can join forces and do great things. Like even the fact that you Very and I are collaborative yes. and community oriented. Yes. You took the words out of my mouth. If like the fact that you and I are sitting here on these chairs right now, having this conversation is because you're doing something great. I'm doing something great. And now we're coming together and we're supporting each other. Yeah. Um, like that's, that's the only way I shouldn't say the only way, but that is an important way to, to create and manifest joy in your life and in all the people that you're coming into contact with, whether you know them or not. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, I want to say like, let go of the judgment because like the judgment of yourself. Yes. And the judgment of like what other people are doing in their journey, like the amount of people that said to my face how silly I was that I tried so many things. I can imagine how many people said that when I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like when I'm not around, what are you saying about how ridiculous this is? Oh, and yet like I have, you know, done it and I'm like making finger quotations right now. Like I've done it in terms of I've found joy. I've found an outlet for me. I have found 
some amount of success depending on what your definition of success is and like I'm doing it so let go of of worrying about me and my process thank you like you worry about you and your process process. yeah and I think that that like you are going to feel better in your own heart and soul about about your life because you're not concerned with other people's choices and then also the people in your life are going to feel better about their own journeys because they know like you're on board like with Mm. what's going on you're not judging what's going on so i think that that's really important as well tell us where we can find you and follow you thanks uh so instagram is at house of jude uh, Facebook, you can search our page is also House of Jude. I have a VIP Facebook group which has all sorts of uh, special. Well, I'm part of now. Yeah, you are. Love thank it. you. Um, special uh, offers and promotions and contests, and we ask for your help in formulating products and all that. Um, you can search House of Jude VIP for our Facebook group, and of course, our website is www.houseofjude.ca. So beautiful. Before we close it, I want to really like genuinely acknowledge you. Thank you. From when we first met and to who you've become now, like who you're being now, it's, there's a huge difference. Like you're still the same woman, the same essence of who you are. I just, in, like, in such a beautiful way, I feel like you've softened. <laughs> like you've really kind of, like there's a release, there's like a surrender, there's like a yeah. letting go there's like more, more flow to you. And um, I've always seen you as a super powerful and centered woman, like, like, your, like your opinions, your thoughts. And I want to acknowledge you and commend you for being somebody, like a role model of, of what it looks like to build your life based on what's important to you, based on values and being so a person of integrity and like living from your values and having that be expressed to the tiny little detail of you making a video of this is how you fix the little tassels. Oh. <laughs> like that's, you know, I think, um, I think that is so, so important. And, and I, and like, I celebrate you and your success. Like, it's so, so amazing to see like who you've become, your journey. And um, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. I mean, that means so much. I've always like honored, um, had so much honor and respect towards you and like, you're just amazing. You've always been a leader and your opinion um, matters. And thank you for sharing that in me. And like none of that would have happened. None of that growth. I shouldn't say none of it, but it was facilitated largely yeah. by my kids and by wow. becoming a mom. And I want to say like that was my journey, but should you be open to what the universe is putting out there? Like your teacher's there too. Mine are Ari and Jude right now, but like it's it's life right like we're just along for the ride and op- open to receive and it, it was i'm so grateful that you had me on your show absolutely thank you and that is it thank you so much christina for coming onto the show and for being willing to share your journey the ups and the downs and all the insights that you've gained along the way guys make sure to check out christina's website houseofjude.ca pick yourself up a couple of beautiful towels for yourself for your baby for your family make sure to follow her on instagram at house of jude where you'll see all the different new collections that she's releasing and all the beautiful photos of her and her family which i really love uh just 
in my newsfeed, it's actually, it's, it's really refreshing. So um, if you guys are looking for the show notes, make sure to go to olivermanalise.com slash show. And you'll find all of the links to any resources, books, or videos, or anything that was mentioned during the episode. And again, March 2nd and March 3rd is the next reinvention roadmap. So if you are interested in gaining, not just interested, if you are committed to gaining the clarity, direction, and confidence towards the next breakthrough in your life, in your path, then I highly suggest you check out Reinvention Roadmap. This is the 10 steps that I use with my clients, that I use with myself to deepen self-knowledge, to deepen self-growth, and as well as to expand our capacity to make an impact on the world. So if any of this sounds like something that you'd be interested in, then I would suggest that there's probably a seed in you that would uh, greatly benefit from all of the insights, all of the processes, and all the tools that we'll go through over at Reinvention Roadmap. So grab yourself a ticket, grab yourself a seat, tell your friends about it, reinventionroadmap.ca, March 2nd, March 3rd. Make sure to use the code word possibility. That's reinventionroadmap.ca, code word possibility. And if you want to be in touch, I am pretty active on Instagram and Facebook. You can just search up my name, Oliver Manalise. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know what you think of the episode. And that is it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am truly honored to be in this conversation with you. See you next time.